you ready to talk fantasy football? Then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. We're back, folks, on the Picking Up the Blitz podcast. Week 5 underway here on a Thursday night game. And just as expected, Scott, we have a high-scoring blowout, don't we? Oh, uh, yeah. You know how these Thursday night games go. You Just the way everybody predicts them. You got the, de- the New England Patriot defense is terrible. Tampa Bay offense should light them up. And what are we sitting at? Halftime here, 13-7, or about to be halftime, pending a Hail Mary. And uh, it's a 13-7 New England. Yep, so go figure. This is where the metrics people have to be quiet. Here's the rationale. I thought it was going to be low scoring the whole time. Ready? It's Thursday night. Weird stuff happens on Thursday night on short weeks. If you're going to tell me, Scott, for this game, well, the Patriots are 32nd uh, defense in the NFL and the Bucks are 31st, you're not analyzing it deep enough. This is a 2-2 two and two Patriot team on the road with a Hall of Fame defensive wizard as head coach. Yes, they haven't played well. Yes, they got shredded by Deshaun Watson. Yes, they got shredded by Cam Newton. Scott, but you know what? They're professionals, and he's a brilliant head coach. And the idea that he couldn't slow down a quarterback who is under 60% completion percentage in his career is idiotic. Go deeper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and plus, you know, things changed today, obviously, with Rob Gronkowski not playing, and he's out. Dwayne Allen's in there. You know, Tampa Bay's got Doug Martin coming back, first time playing all season long. So Looks that good. Their, Looks good. Changes, he Looks does. Really he good. does look good. But, I mean, that changes their philosophy as well. You know, they're running with Jaquiz Rogers as the kicker for Tampa Bay. He lines up for 56 yards, and it is not even close. So that's 13-7 <laughs> at the half as we begin this episode. But, yeah, I mean, listen, you know. The, the the every the average fan the the you know the the people that just kind of look at this game like you said they're looking at thirty first thirty second thirty ranked and then you know this should be twenty seven twenty at halftime it just it don't work that way you know we thought we thought what we're seeing right now is what we would have saw you know with the Rams and the Niners and we got the exact opposite so it's just like London crazy things happen on Thursday night weird things happen but who's saying in the second half we might see six touchdowns too so you never know but right now we're thirteen seven at the half Patriots yeah and that was the thing I, you know you get stuck sometimes like I was stuck with with Mike Evans I was stuck with Mike Gillisley I put a trade through as you and I are going head to head we'll talk about that later but sometimes you're stuck like I'm not benching Mike Evans for Terrell Williams I'm not benching Mike Evans for Jermaine no, Curse. I'm not doing that no. <laughs> so you're gonna play Mike Evans and you're gonna say listen I hope I get production what are you gonna do but weird stuff happens on Thursdays and weird stuff ha- happens in London's don't start marginal players only start your top guys first quarter here we go all right scott we'll go around the league here as we always do a couple things i'm going to throw at you and then give me your opinion jay ajayi was held out of thursday's practice uh, other news sun rises and he sets in west should ajayi owners be concerned yeah you know i just saw that as we we're getting here sitting there and seeing that he didn't practice yeah listen you gotta have a little bit of concern i guess he hasn't been running well to begin with the knee's been a lingering issue. So, I mean, obviously Friday will determine a lot more. But, you know, listen, you can't just automatically assume he's going to be fine because he has not been good for two weeks. And we talked about weeks ago how the knee has been a lingering issue. So, yeah, I'd be a little bit concerned. Got to watch it, though. Raider game. We know that Derek Carr is going to sit. Amari Cooper was upgraded to full practice after a knee injury. Not a hand injury, surprisingly. And Michael Crabtree with his chest injury was upgraded to full practice. Scott, where do you think Cooper and Crabtree end up this week? 
Yeah, I mean, I think they're both going to end up outside the top 20. Um, you know, it's it's really tough with EJ Manuel, a quarterback in this team, against a Raven defense that you know, can hold their own even even if they are, are on the road. Um, so for me, Cooper Crabtree both be outside the top 20. And if you got better options, I'd go look for them, as I have done with Crabtree so far this week. I've said this once. I'll say it again, Scott. Carlos Hyde, hip, has remained limited in Thursday's practice. Matt Breida, Carlos Hyde, rest of schedule. Who do you got? You know, I, I'm still going to go with Carlos Hyde. Uh, you know, I, I, he's when he's been on the field, he's looked well. Matt Breida looks good too. He looks like he can, he can play, uh, but I'm still going to lean towards Hyde. He's he's played through some injuries. He's got a nice matchup, I think, this week. So uh, I'm still going to go Carlos Hyde. Uh, I know I'm, I'm sensitive, Scott, because of my 2015 championship. I'm telling you right now, Tim Hightower from that year can be Matt Breida of this year. All they need is a Carlos Hyde injury for a substantial period of time. Giants running backs. It's not Jumbo Shrimp. They're not an oxymoron. They actually do exist. Scott, Arlene's Darkwa was upgraded to full practice on Thursday. A lot of us, including myself, are rooting for Wayne Gallman. Who's the running back to play against the Chargers on Sunday? I mean, if you have to pick a giant running back, it's I, it's got to be Wayne Gallman. I, I would have to venture to say he's going to get the the lion's share of the carries after you know the nice effort he put together last week against Tampa Bay. I mean, look, Paul Perkins has done nothing. Orleans, Orleans Darkwa to me is simply a goal line back, but the Giants really haven't had too many op- opportunities to run the ball in, and when they do, they throw on the ball anyway. So for me, I would tell you to take Wayne Gallman if you had to play someone, but if you got a better option, I'd still watch and see him as well. Your beautiful newborn daughter, Scott, let's say we put her 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 toy on the line, we take her toy away if you get this wrong, and we give her a new toy if we got it right. Who is going to get the majority of Green Bay Packer running back carries against the Cowboys on Sunday? You know what? Uh, for me, it's Jamal Williams. He's Ooh. Fully practiced, so I believe, listen, going into the season, Jamal Williams is number two. Now, Montgomery is trying to play. I don't think he's going to play, and if he does, I would venture to say he's not going to be much of a factor because he's he's pretty banged up. Everybody jumped on Aaron Jones' uh, waiver wire thing because they thought Jamal Williams was hurt. My gut is telling me that the lead back for the Packers on Sunday will be Jamal Williams. And last one, maybe the most important one, Scott. Andrew Luck did return to practice on Wednesday, but did not practice on Thursday. It was a planned rest day. Scott, we're obviously not seeing him against the 49ers. My question is, are we seeing him in Monday night football against the Tennessee Titans next week? No, I don't think so. I think still another week or so after that, maybe week six, week seven. Nah, week six, probably week seven. I'm going to say I don't. I would not expect to see him back, but... Crazier things have happened, but for me, I would say he's got another week to go. Sounds good. Second quarter. All right, Scott, NFC games. Let's take a run through. This is very exciting. This is where we talk about how we think the games are going to go and where we think the players will be. We start with the NFC home games. I'm going to kick it off, my friend. Panthers at the Lions. You have a Panthers team that just beat New England. They're very excited. They're moving forward. Maybe they righted the ship. Cam Newton, of course, now is laughing at female reporters. I'm sure that's not fantastic for him. He did put something out on Twitter tonight apologizing. Of course he did. Yeah, I'm sure that was real genuine. Uh, And then the Lions, of course, with a huge win in Minnesota, Scott. Amir Abdullah scored a touchdown. Last time Lions scored a rushing touchdown was 1926. So let's start with the the Panthers. Cam Newton, where do you rank him, and what do you expect him to do in this game? Yeah, I'll put Cam Newton as a quarterback, too. Um, you know, he showed me something against New England, so that's a good step forward. You know, I, I could see him, you know, giving you 230, 240 yards, getting a touchdown or two, something like that. So I think they'll put him as a quarterback two play, probably outside the top top 10 this week for Carolina. 
Scott Backfield, uh, Jonathan Stewart's been healthy, which is a miracle in itself. He's getting the majority of the carries, but he's not getting touchdowns and he's not getting a lot of yards. Christian McCaffrey is getting targeted in the passing game, but is also not getting a lot of yards. Which running back do you start? Are they both RB2s or do you sit one? Yeah, I'd start McCaffrey. i sit Stewart. i put McCaffrey as an RB2. Stewart is more of an RB3. If you have a better option, I'd sit Stewart and roll with McCaffrey. Wide receivers, Kelvin Benjamin uh, played last week. We weren't sure he did have 100 yards receiving. Devin Funches, two touchdowns. Of course, the week I get off of Devin Funches, he scores two uh, touchdowns. You know, it happens. <laughs> uh, but break those down for me. Wide receivers, where are they going to finish? Yeah, I'll put Benjamin as a wide receiver, too. I, I'm not sold on Funches yet, so for me, he's a wide receiver three, a fringe play there. So Benjamin, I think, will give you a solid line again. It looks like he gets a little bit healthier and you know can move forward. So for me, he's a wide receiver two, Funches closer to a wide receiver three. Ed Dixon alive or dead? Yeah, I mean, he's closer to dead. <laughs> Tight end three. Uh, if, if you got no options, sure. But no, he, to me, he's closer to dead than alive, figuratively speaking. Scott, you've been all over Matt Stafford. I'm not going to insult you by asking about him. Obviously, you're starting him. Let's go to the running backs. Amir Abdullah was practiced in full. Uh, here's my question, Scott. Does he score again? Yeah, I think he does. Oh, um, I think I think, I think think he does. And I think Abdullah gets, again, the lion's share of the carries. Riddick will get ah, good script. one. No fun intended. Very good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Uh, Theo Riddick will get his touches, uh, you know, in the in the passing game. But I I could see this being another eighteen to twenty two touch carry game for Abdullah. I put him as a solid RB two, maybe even an outside RB one, depending on the rest of the week's production. Um, so yeah, I think Abdullah does score again uh, in this game. Scott Theo Riddick droppable. You know, I don't know if he's droppable, but he's not playable at the moment. I mean, if you got room on your bench, you can hold him. Uh, you know, and see how it plays out because Abdullah. Is questionable into this game. I'm sure he's going to play, but you know these nagging injuries can can hurt you know hurt some team, teams, and especially if you're your theory team backfield. If you got Abdul and you have Riddick, hold on to him for a little bit, see how the season plays out. But he's not startable right now. Put the receivers in order from best play to worst play: Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, Darren Fells, and Eric Ebron. <laughs> Uh, Golden Tate is Golden Tate is far and away the best play. I love Golden Tate this week. Carolina secondary, I think, is still average. They get beat up. Tom Brady picked them apart last week. I know it's Tom Brady, but he still picked them apart. The secondary is not any good, in my opinion. I love Golden Tate this week at home. I mean, I get it this a little bit later on in DFS, but if you're looking Golden Tate as his home road splits, on the road he's only averaging about six fantasy points a game. At home, it's about 21 and a half. So Golden Tate at home against Carolina gets a weak secondary. Love Golden Tate. You put Marvin Jones as a second tier there as a wide receiver, low wide receiver two, wide high wide receiver three. I'm not touching Daniel Fells or Darren Fells, whichever Fells brother it is. And as far as Eric Hebron, you can have him. I don't want him. I don't think anybody else wants him either. A quick note for me here, Scott. Lions defense, one of the few defenses that have had double digits in CBS scoring every single week this year. So some a sleeper if you want to think about that. Yep, like the Lions defense as well. All right, next game on the docket. If, if I would have told you before the season started that these two teams would be 0-4 playing each other in Week 5, you know, you may have possibly thought the Chargers, but definitely not the Giants. But that's where we're at. The L.A. Chargers, they leave home. Maybe they go to home on the road. I don't know. To play the New York Giants. You know, let's talk about this. You know, we kind of – well, let's talk about it from a quarterback standpoint because, you know, these are two quarterbacks that are capable of putting up fantasy numbers, but it is a road matchup for Rivers and Eli is at home. So – when you look at Rivers and Manning, where do you compare the two? Where do you put them as far as fantasy producers here week five? You know, you try to think outside the box. This is a tough one for me. I started Winston over Eli Manning, and the reason is this game is not as easy as the Giants just toast the Chargers because they're 0-5 and can't win at home. 
Philip Rivers, I think, is a low-end quarterback one. I think the same about Eli Manning. I'd love to tell you, Scott, they're going to drop 40 here, but with that offensive line against Ingram and Bosa, is that really logical? So I'm going to put them both as low QB ones with a little more faith in Eli because he's home. Yeah, it makes sense. Listen, uh, running backs, this is your guy. I know you know he hasn't produced yet. Is this a breakout for Melvin Gordon this week, or are we still going to wait for it? His breakout, Scott, is not going to happen. He's going to be a guy that's going to be a top RB producer because he catches passes. That's what it has to be. The Giant defense is actually fairly good. Somebody sent me a tweet today about pick trading Melvin Gordon. Some guy gave up a Melvin Gordon. He was hesitant to trade him for somebody. I got to find the tweet, but I was like, are you kidding me? Hit accept. Uh, but Melvin Gordon's stock is falling. I still like him because he catches passes. Brandon Oliver was, it was injured this week, so I don't know if he's even going to play. He's still a solid RB1 rest of the year for me. This game, we're going to do a little one-versus-one on the receiver position for a couple of, couple of players. First up, Keenan Allen versus Odell Beckham. Who finishes with more points? I like Casey Hayward. I'm going to go with Keenan Allen. I think Casey Hayward is going to cause problems for Odell Beckham. I think he's a little feast or famine in this game. I will take Keenan Allen and PPR. Pairing number two, Terrell Williams, Brandon Marshall. I like Marshall. He's coming on. He's actually somebody I'm targeting. I'm going to take Marshall. All right, last one, Sterling Shepard versus Travis Benjamin. I love Sterling Shepard. Uh, in fact, if I had to reverse the order here, I know Beckham gets the touchdowns. I understand that. I like Sterling Shepard. And Travis Benjamin's a feast or famine play for me. But I think I'll, I have Shepard as, as a wide receiver, too, this week. Okay. Evan Ingram, tight end, too? Yeah. I, you know, he's getting targets, Scott, so I got to get off the Titanic on this one. He is getting targets. I think he's a low-end tight end one. I think he's around your tight end 12-13 area. All right, you asked me this last week, the last episode, so my turn to ask you this. The Giants have given up five touchdowns to tight ends. Which of these two tight ends would be the one to score? Hunter Henry or Antonio Gates? Answer is Gates. Answer is Gates. They're going to feed Gates. I don't trust Henry on the road. I like Gates in the end zone. He's a guy I'm considering starting. I actually started Dwayne Allen a couple of leagues, which obviously was not a good move. Uh, but Antonio Gates, I think it's a safe play this week. He's the one I would go with. Dwayne Allen at Mikey Nietzscher? Uh, Gronk, yeah. Gronk out, yes. Allen in. I don't yes. know. I don't that know. I did. Yes, I did because Gronkowski's hurt. I, that's yes. <laughs> it's like you know the knee jerk would actually be dropping if Gronk doesn't play. But of course Gronk will play next week just to make things complicated. All right, here we go. Scott, for you, Cardinals coming for a one o'clock start. A little frisky for Carson Palmer, who you despise, by the way, at the Philadelphia Eagles. So let's start with the Cardinals. Carson Palmer. I guess QB2. Who would you start Carson Palmer over is my question. <laughs> Anybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm not sure I would, but I, I would place him at a quarterback too. I mean, you know, with, with bye weeks, you know, quarterbacks on bye like Drew Brees, Matt Ryan. So Carson Palmer is the type of guy that might be stepping in and be filling in for people, uh, you know, who got these quarterbacks on a bye. So I put him as a quarterback too. I'm not starting him over many others, but if you have him, you can run him out there as a QB2. Uh, but, you know, like, like I've said in past episodes, he doesn't really excite me uh, much. Hey, I hate giving you credit, but I, I'm keeping it 100 here on the Picking Up the Blitz podcast. Andre Ellington, I know he's the guy that we're going to play. That I, I, I accepted. My question is, how many points in standard do you think he gets and how many points in PPR do you think Andre Ellington gets? Rough estimate. Uh, standard, I'd say you're looking at – you can look at about – I'd give you nine standard and then the PPR, you could be looking at a 14-15, which is what he's been doing. You know, he, he especially in a full-point PPR. Listen, he led the team in receiving last week against San Francisco. I know the game was at home. My, listen, my argument for him was that he's just going to be on the field in key situations and important spots, and he give you gives you that reception value. So for, I would say about, you're looking at 14-15 in PPR. You've been right on, Scott. Now put these wide receivers in order from best game to worst game. Larry Fitzgerald, John Brown, Jerron Brown, <laughs> J.J. Nelson. 
It's going to be Fitzgerald, and then it's going to be Jerron Brown, followed by J.J. Nelson and John Brown, fourth. All right, and we're not starting the tight ends. Go over to the Eagles. Carson Wentz, I think, is a start, especially at home. I know the, the Cardinals' defense is tough, but I, I think he's a solid start. Go in the backfield. Wendell Smallwood is in, is injured. It looks like he may not start. Is Clement worth a start? And where do you put LeGarrette Blunt? Yeah, no, I mean, if Smallwood's out, I'd probably lay off the, the Eagles' backfield. I would not start Clement. I mean, LeGarrette Blunt, you could probably put him outside, right around the top 15. Listen, if he gets a goal line touchdown, his value increases, but that's – that's so hit or miss now, you know, with him not being in New England. And look, he was a goal line touchdown machine in New England, but it's just different. He's not there anymore. I put him outside the top 15, right, you know, 16, 17. If you're starting an eagle running back, I would take Blunt over Clement. But if you could avoid the situation entirely, I would too. Zach, Zach, you're starting. He's actually my number one tight end this week, Scott, on my rankings on Fantasy Pros. Uh, let's look at the wide receivers there. Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Torrey Smith worth a start. Any of those guys intrigue you? No, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey's a wide receiver, too. The other the other two, Al Gore, Torrey Smith, no interest, really. I mean, maybe you could put Al Gore as a deep wide receiver four, but uh, to me, it's it's Alshon Jeffrey, it's Zach Ertz. That's that's what you're looking at in the receiving game. I'm calling my shot uh, my shot here, Scott. I'm telling you, Nelson Aguilar's going to have a big game. It's just a total gut feeling. I can't give you metrics. I have no rationale. I think he's going to have a big game. <laughs> yeah, well, if he has it, but more power to you. I mean, listen, both of us aren't a big fan of Al Gore, but sometimes <laughs> you got to go with your gut and see what you think. And, hey. If he goes out there and puts up five for a buck twenty in the touchdown, you know, I'll give you credit for it next week, but don't expect it. Next up, Seattle goes to LA to play the Rams. Key, key NFC West matchup here. You know, the Rams playing very well under new head coach Sean McDermott. The Rams offense just chugging away. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. Seattle comes in. This is a key key NFC uh, West matchup. So Let's take a look from the quarterback standpoint. Russell Wilson on the road. Is he an automatic QB1 against the Rams? Uh, be careful. This Rams defense is good. This is an LG game, a let's go game. The Rams really want to establish themselves. They are fired up for this game. I would be very careful with Russell Wilson running for his life. If you have better options, go ahead. He's a low-end QB1 for me. All right, so then try to dissect the running back situation. We, we, we try to do this. I feel like we do this every episode, and we just can never get it right. Thomas Rawls was inactive last week. He's now... According to Pete Carroll, going to be the lead back this week. So you tell me, is it Thomas Rawls? Is it Eddie Lacy? Is it J.D. McKissick? I mean, who, who is it? I'm not starting any of these running backs. Move on. Wide receivers. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, listen. I'm not wasting time here. This guy's ridiculous. You're the, this is ridiculous. There's better options than this. This is absurd. All right. Doug Baldwin's probably your number one wide receiver for the for the Seahawks. But do you go after that? Do you go Paul Richardson or you go Tyler Lockett? You know, that's a really tough question. I find that Richardson is being feast or famine. The Rams are middle of the road against fantasy wide receivers. You're starting Baldwin. If you had to start one of them, I'm going to put Lockett as a wide receiver three. I think Richardson's a little brittle, and he's a little Deshaun Jackson-esque for me. And Russell Wilson, the Seahawks, are not getting big plays. So it's Baldwin and then pass. If you had to, I would go Lockett. Are you, if you were owner of Jimmy Graham, are you worried Luke Wilson steals another touchdown? Yeah, I am, because honestly, I've had enough of this. Luke Wilson is now through four weeks, Scott. We're talking about one-fourth of the real season, and, and more than a higher percentage of that in the fantasy season, he has more fantasy points. Enough. I'm not starting either one. All right, switch over to the Rams. Jared Goff, was he's a popular waiver pickup this week. Is he startable at home against the Seahawks? I love Jared Goff. I, I've come around on him late. You were all over him, but the Seahawks are six best against fantasy quarterbacks. I just don't know if we're going with Jared Goff against Seahawks. Scott, even with no cliffhanger. Yeah, 
We're, we're going to skip Todd Gurley because I don't care if it's the Seahawks or not. He's getting the touches. Let's go to the wide receivers. Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Who's number one this week out of the three? Yeah, I, I you know, I know uh, Sammy Watkins people are off the bandwagon. I don't think you can start Sammy Watkins if he sc- couldn't score against the Cowboys. I don't think you can start him here against the Seahawks, who are very, very strong against fantasy wide receivers. Cooper Cup is a wide receiver three, sure. We saw what Randall Cobb did against them when they were in Green Bay. So if you had to start one, I'd go Cooper Cup, not starting Robert Woods. I like Sammy Watkins' rest of schedule. This is not this game. Either one of these defenses, someone you might stream or play this week? Yeah, Rams. Show some guts. Rams. Play the Rams. Makes I sense. got Rams much higher than the Seahawks. I think the Rams are going to have a big effort here. Scott, you got the bonanza here. Packers at Cowboys. Green Bay, Dallas. A lot of, of fantasy implication in this game. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, we're not talking about them. Now, running backs, <laughs> spin the wheel. You said Jamal Williams, RB2? Yeah, listen, if Jamal Williams starts and Montgomery's inactive, I put him as an RB2. I, I like Jamal Williams over Aaron Jones. Now, if they're both out, then obviously Aaron Jones' stock rises. But I think Williams plays. He's a full participant. I think he's a go, and I think he's an RB2. Jordy Nelson, you're going to start. Devontae Adams, assuming he's playing, are you starting him? Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I, I thought about this. I've been thinking about this a lot. If he plays, I almost think he might might be there as a decoy. He may only be, get a lion's share of the snaps, not too much, you know, maybe 15, 20 snaps. I actually like and love Randall Cobb this week. I think Randall Cobb offers you tons of value. I think the Cowboys do the best they can to key in on Jordy Nelson, which I think will open up for Randall Cobb, who I think puts up wide receiver one numbers this week. Cowboys are only middle of the road against fantasy tight ends. Martellus Bennett, any shot? Tight end, too, especially if Adams doesn't play. His, 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 his workload will go up. You know about Zeke. I'm going to ask you a separate question. If Zeke is suspended at some point, McFadden or Alfred Morris? Got to go Alfred Morris just on what we've seen, right? I mean, McFadden's barely playing. And Alfred Morris busted off a few good runs last week, and he's been the guy. I mean, he's been the primary backup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to go Alfred Morris, I think. Scott just saying here, Packers are second best against fantasy tight ends. Jason Witten. Yeah, I'm going to pass on Jason Witten this week. Um, he had a bad week last week, and the Packers have been very good against tight ends. So if you can, I'd pass Jason Witten. Fair enough. Monday nighter, you get the Vikings, and it sounds like a returning Sam Bradford against the Chicago Bears in Chicago and a debuting Mitchell Trubisky. Very interesting quarterback matchup here. Uh, we'll talk about Sam Bradford. I, I'm not sure if he would be someone you're looking to start right away after being out for three weeks, and I don't think it would be starting Mitchell Trubisky. So go to the Vikings running back situation. With Dalvin Cook now out, Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon, is it 100% Latavius Murray the guy to, to work on here and use? Yeah, the Bill, the Bears' defense has actually been pretty good against fantasy running backs, but they just give up touchdowns. That's the thing. Do you know the Bears' defense, Scott, has given up a touchdown to a opposing running back in each of the first four weeks? That's Atlanta, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and Green Bay. But I will point out that when they're home, they usually do a strong job. Only 52 total yards against Atlanta and only 64 yards against Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers. So I would be very careful. You're not getting a lot of yards. It's a touchdown play only. I would not start Jarek McKinnon. And if you want to start Murray, you got to pray for the touchdown. So with Sam Bradford back, are both Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen's wide receiver ones, or you put Diggs ahead of Thielen? I put Diggs ahead of Thielen because right now Stephon Diggs is the number one receiver in fantasy. Scott, he's doing it with Case Keenum and Sam Bradford. I think he's an automatic start. This is like the Mike Evans start tonight. You're starting Stephon Diggs because you just have to. Bears are not great against opposing wide receivers. I think that's a matchup. I like Thielen too as a, uh, as a wide receiver three because he certainly gets a lot of targets, but Diggs is still a wide receiver one for me. Are you going back to Kyle Rudolph with Sam Bradford in? Is he playable this week? Why does a tight end two, or is he possibly a tight end one with Bradford back? Uh, no, I, I got to see it first. You know, it's like Missouri, the show me stay. Got to see it first with Rudolph. 
Who, who's the number one running back in Chicago this week? Oh, it's Jordan Howard. It's not even close. And, and listen, the Vikings are second best against opposing fantasy running backs. I think Tariq Cohen is a good RB2 play, Scott, at home, because I think he's going to get a lot of those passes. He's going to be fired up. This is Monday Night Football. This is the Bears. This is uh, Buckus. This is the history. This is the whole thing. So, I mean, I, I get it. I think Tariq Cohen is safe, and I think Jordan Howard's going to score because the Vikings defense is on the road. I think he looked good. I think I like the fact that Jordan Howard is a big dude. He takes punishment, and he gives punishment. I'm starting Howard as an RB1, and I think Cohen's an RB2. If you happen to own Julio Jones and Michael Thomas on the same team and they're on a bye, are you playing Kendall Wright? Thought about it. It's interesting. The problem is Xavier Rhodes, right? And the problem is it's Mitchell Trubisky. I'm still going to put Wright as a wide receiver three. I think they're going to have to pass the ball and actually be successful. So I think it's worth a flyer if you absolutely had to. Yes. Safe to assume you're passing on Bears tight ends. That is correct. Sounds good to me. Third quarter. All right, Mike, third quarter underway. I have home games here, and we're going to start off with an absolute doozy on paper. Uh, but the surprising two and two Jets going to Cleveland to face the winless Cleveland Browns. I mean, it's hard to, it's hard for me to even believe I'm going to say this, but is this a potential trap game for the Jets with the Patriots on deck? You know, the Patriots are reeling. Jets are two and two. They're feeling good about themselves. Jets and Browns in Cleveland. You know, what, what do you think about this one right here? The Browns are going to win. I like the Browns a lot in this game. I think this is a game that they're going to win. Otherwise, they're going to go 0-16. I like them a lot. No, I do not have the guts, Scott, to pick them in the survival pool. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh at home. But I like the Browns in this game. I do. Is Deshaun Kaiser playable as a quarterback, too, this week? No. 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 Okay, fair enough. Um, I'll stick with the Browns side running backs. Is it? I know... Recently, or actually today, in one of the leagues we're in, you just bought low on Isaiah Crowell. You gave up, I believe, Delaney Walker and Jonathan Stewart for Isaiah Crowell. So is that a trade you're looking towards this week right away, or are you looking for that to build on? Do you think he's the number one option, or is it Duke Johnson? No, I I like Duke and PPR as an RB2 rest of season. I like Isaiah Crowell, Scott. They need the goal line back to get going here. Jets are third worst against fantasy running backs. I know they stuffed Ajayi, but that was home. I did make that trade because Delaney Walker... Mariota is out. I'm playing you this week. I need a good tight end. Uh, I I think that Delaney Walker is limited because Eric Decker is there now. They're throwing a lot of passes out of the backfield. He is getting older. And honestly, Jonathan Stewart just wasn't doing it for me. So I'm trying to buy low on Crowell. I like the deal. And I am going to plug him in against you and play him and hope he has a good game against the Jets. So yeah, I think Crowell is an RB high RB2 this week. Is there any Cleveland Brown wide receiver that's worth a play this week? You want to go Ricardo Lewis because he's fast. I have no problem with it. Fair enough. Jets side, you're not playing McCown, obviously. So let's go to the running backs. Uh, Matt Forte probably getting out again. So is it McGuire or Powell? Uh, it would be Powell. Be careful, though. Miles Garrett's on a snap count. I think he's going to play. Browns are okay. It's Powell. I'm not buying the rook on the road. I'll take the PPR points of Powell. Who gets the most targets? Jermaine Curse, Robbie Anderson, or Austin Safarian Jenkins? I like Austin Safarian Jenkins this week. I think he's going against the Brown team that he can take advantage of. They are second worst against fantasy tight ends this year. I'll go with Safarian Jenkins. If you want to start Jermaine Curse as a wide receiver three, I am fine with that. Also, would you play either one of these defenses as a streaming option in what might be a low-scoring game? Only one has to be the Browns, not, not starting the Jets on the road. Let's not get crazy, okay? Fair enough. Next game, Niners at the Colts. San Francisco coming against the Colts. This is exciting, Scott, because you are starting Jacoby Brissett against me, and I like that start, which infuriates me. Let's start with the Niners, not starting Brian Hoyer. Carlos Hyde, RB2 on the road, and he's injured? I can be honest with you, I'm still putting him as RB1. If he plays, I think he's an RB1. The Colts have been, I think, beat up pretty good against running back, so I'm going to go with uh, Carlos Hyde as an RB1, if healthy. If healthy. Uh, Pierre Garçon, where do you have him? Wide receiver three. 
I mean, it's 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 tough. I mean, I like Garcon because he's a professional. He's a pro. It's just with Brian Hoyer, the it, the connections aren't there. They have one good game where he had like six, seven catches, but I it's tough to really play him consistently as a wide receiver too. So he's a wide receiver three for me. Interesting. Last week, Trent Taylor had five catches for 47 yards. He's also caught a touchdown, I think, at least this year. Trent Taylor, Aldrick Robinson, either one? No, nah, I mean, I wouldn't play them. I mean, if you pick it up one up, I would take Taylor, but I'm not playing either one. Go to the Colts. You got Brissett. Where's he going to finish in the QB rankings? I like him as a quarterback, too. So, I mean, I'll put him right outside the top 10, maybe 8, 9, 10 in that area right there. I like uh, Brissett. This oh, that'd be, the Q- that'd be QB1. You got him 8, 9, 10 as a QB1, right? Yeah, I mean, fr- yeah, let's put fringe between 8 and 12. It's a tough, okay. tough right, range good. for me. I'll put him there, borderline. I, ju- I just like the matchup. And listen, this is a league where I had owned Mariota and Derek Carr. So it was a rough week for me last week. So I had to do, make some options. And for me, it was Jacoby Brissett. I just like the matchup. And, you know, I thought he's handled himself well so far. And what might be his last start, if luck does come back, I expect him to go out with a bang. 33 rushing yards, too. It's really sneaky. Frank Gore, Scott, death taxes and an RB2 for Frank Gore? Yeah, RB2, absolutely. He's an RB2. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief. What do you got? Uh, I mean, I take T.Y. Hilton over him big time. T.Y. is an R- wide receiver one. Moncrief is a fringe wide receiver three, feast or famine. Uh, yeah, and he caught a touchdown last week, which is interesting. Jack Doyle, I don't know if he's going to play only five for 27. Yeah, even if he did play, I wouldn't play him anyway. Okay. Titans, Tennessee. With Matt Castle going to Miami for the Dolphins' first home game. It's week five, hard to believe, and it's their first home game, and it's against your boy, Jay Cutler. I'll skip Matt Castle. You're not playing him. Talk to me about Jay Cutler. I know you love him. I don't. Where is he going to finish? He's going to finish as the seventh-best quarterback in fantasy. The Titans are second-worst against fan, uh, quarterbacks. I'm starting him against you in this Jacoby Brissett game. I am. If he does not perform this week, I'm jumping off. And I'm telling you, Scott, this is the big breakout for Jay Cutler. I have him as the seventh-best quarterback in all of fantasy this week. Oh, that's good. When, Jaco- when Jacoby Brissett outperforms him, that'll be fun to talk about <laughs> in the next episode. <laughs> Running back situation. Look, we just touched on Jay I told you I was a little bit worried. Now it's your turn. Are you a little worried about Jay and this recurring knee injury? No, because it's opportunity. And I think he's going to be dominant here against a Titans team that is just middle of the road, not even that great against opposing running backs. I think um, Ajayi's going to eat. And I think last year, Scott, his first big 200 game was against the Titans. So I'm excited for him. I'd start him with confidence, high end RB1. Well, that first 200 game was actually against the Steelers. Steelers, you know, oh, okay. Very well. Well, maybe second one? Maybe second one or something. Yep, okay. Uh, wide receivers is Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry. Do you give Julius Thomas a look at the tight end position? Where do you rank the three of them? No, Thomas has been brutal. He's not even getting targets. Devontae Parker is going to have a big breakout game. I expect both him and Jarvis Landry to score in this game. I'll take Landry in PPR. I'll take Parker in standard. I think Parker is a high-end wide receiver one this week. All right, so Mariota out, Castle in. Does this benefit DeMarco Murray, or does it actually hurt him? Because now they'll look to stop the run game of Murray and Henry. It's going to hurt him, but you got to start him, Scott. If they're going to win this game, they have to run. You're going to have to just bank on the fact that DeMarco Murray's going to have a good game. I just don't think you can sit him for a random waiver guy, but I'm not thrilled with it. Can Rashard Matthews be a top 15 receiver with Matt Castle? Top 15, no. I have him as a low-end wide receiver, too. Maybe middle wide receiver, too, like around 20, 18, somewhere in there. And Delaney Walker? No, I'd sit him. I wouldn't start him in this game. Fair enough. Next one. I like this game, Scott. You get it here. Bills at Bengals. This is fascinating. Just throwing a little Vegas line here. This line started at Bengals minus one. It's up to Bengals minus three, which means the money is coming in on the Bengals. But we'll start with the Bills. There are no wide receivers that are available on the Bills. I think they're playing with all offensive linemen. So obviously you're starting with Sean McCoy, but Tyrod Taylor, what do you think? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think with the McCoy's ability to catch the ball and the effectiveness of Charles Clay would keep Tyra Taylor as a quarterback, too. Um, he, he plays well. He uses his legs well, his ability to run. So I would put Tyrod Taylor as a QB2 this week. Um, and Charles Clay? Charles Clay's a tight end one. He's probably going to be a top five tight end. Um, he's getting the looks. I mean, who, who else? Like you said, who else is getting the looks? There's, there's nobody else there to catch the ball other than McCoy. So, I mean, man, what are they going to do? Maybe line McCoy up in a slot with Tolbert in the backfield? I mean, they got nobody. So, yeah, Charles Clay is a must play. He's going to get as many targets as he wants. Joe Mixon, is this the week? Uh, you know, I've been debating this back and forth. I, I, I thought it was last week, and then I, we saw what we saw. So now it's like I'm back to it. I, I don't think so. I, you know, Mixon, I really expected him to break out last week. He didn't. So, and we saw Giovanni Bernard get involved, you know, with running and passing. So for me, no, this isn't the week for Joe Mixon. Bernard over Mixon? Yeah, I would. PPR especially. Absolutely. Standard, I may lean Mixon, PPR, Bernard. AJ Green, you're starting. Andy Dalton, if you had to, buy guys on bye week, worth a start? Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, after what he did last week, uh, you know, his performance, he is definitely worth the start. But, uh, you know, quarterback to uh, potential. Bengals or Bills defense, any interest? Uh, you know, if I was going to take one, I guess you'd have to take the Bengals just because they're at home. And they, like you said, there's no wide receivers to speak up for the Bills, but I would probably lay off both. All right. You get this game. You hinted that this is your survivor pool pick. So the Steelers hosting the Jags. I believe they're an eight and a half point favorite. Uh, Jacksonville coming in. The defense has played well. The Steelers, is this the game that the Steelers at home finally break out and put up a, a, a crooked number? Yes, I feel very, very confident how this game is going to go. I think the Steelers, Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone are going to fight very hard. They have a strong defense, Scott, so I expect the first half to be very, very close. And then I feel absolutely positive that the Steelers are going to blow this open in the second half. So I think it's going to be close early. It is the game I have the most confidence in. The spread is 8.5. I'm going to take the Steelers at home, yes. All right, so I believe you're not starting Blake Bortles. So from the running back, is Leonard Fournette an RB1 this week? He is. Uh, the Steelers on the road. I mean, I, I just think there's so few, Scott, running backs that you're going to start. I think you have to start them. That Steeler defense, I believe in it. They've been bad against fantasy running backs, but I still believe in it, especially at home. I think you're starting him. He's a low, low-end RB1. And you still prefer Marquise Lee over Allen Hearns? I do in PPR. I do. I think they both stink. I probably wouldn't start either one, but in standard, I'd start Hearns, and in PPR, I'd start Lee. Yeah. All right, we'll skip Le'Veon Bell, obviously. I'm also going to skip Antonio Brown. I'm going to go to the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. You think the Steelers explode. Odds of Ben Roethlisberger putting up 304 touchdowns. Well, not four. No, not four. I thought you were going to tell me three. I think he's a lock for two. Here's my thing. If he gets two and Le'Veon gets one, that's 21. Throwing a field goal, that's 24 points. Yeah, I, I just think that the Jacksonville Jaguars have a very good defense. And I don't think they're going to get put. I don't think Ben's going to start slinging all over the place. I mean, we look at him. He's thrown for 216, 235, 243, 263 yards. Hard for me to say 380 because years ago he dropped five on the Colts at home. I mean, I don't think it's that simple i think they're going to get sacks on him they're going to pressure him he's thrown one touchdown one touchdown two touchdowns two touchdowns if you made me guess i'll say three i'm not saying four i i'll take three over two how about that tight end jesse james is he a play at all is he wide a tight end one tight end two or are you avoiding uh, him? i'd avoid him i'd avoid he's injured i'd avoid him antonio brown over under nine catches i think right there man I think that's right there. He's a, that's a tough secondary for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I this is, uh, you know, you got to start going with the stats at this point. The Jaguars are best against fantasy wide receivers, so the Steelers are second. I, 
feel like eight nine is right around there. They're gonna get him involved because Squeaky Wheel gets oiled. More catches, Juju or Martavis? No, Martavis got a big game. I'm All saying right. right now he's got a big game. I like Martavis in the spot. I like him. He's home. I think he's gonna score. I like him. See, I can be objective. Scott, see that? I can be. I like it. It's about time. <laughs> Next game. Uh Ravens travel west coast against the EJ Manuel led Raiders. Scott Joe Flacco. Should we even bother? Nope. Nope. Okay. Pass. Moving on. Best running back on the Ravens will be. It's got to be Alex Collins, but, you know, I mean, I can't say that with any conviction. This game has got snooze fest written all over it. When you lose Derek Carr and you send sending Joe Flacco out there, who put up, let's not forget, 28 yards ago. Yeah, this one's a, this is a tough one here. Is Scott Alex Collins going to fumble again? Probably, but he's still going to play. And he's, he's right now he's running better than Terrence West is. And, he's, you know, I don't know, you know, Javorius Allen's been on the field lately. So if you got to, if you have to play a running back, and I'll be honest with you, I, I think he's borderline the best running back play in this game. On uh, both sides. Ooh, That's saying a lot. Hot take. I like it. I like that. Scott, wide receivers, Macklin or Wallace? Uh, nada. If I had to pick one, <laughs> if I had to pick if I had to pick one, I'd say it's Macklin's turn, but uh neither. Uh Ben Watson? He's probably gonna be your best receiving option, but still, you know, find so find better. Cooper Crabtree. Uh, you know what? If they're both healthy. I'm going to say this is Cooper, um, but again, it's you know it's tough. I, neither one's a wide receiver. One play this week for sure, and uh, but if I had to pick one, I'll take Cooper if they're both healthy. More fantasy points, Jalen Richard or Marshawn Lynch? Great question. I'm glad you asked that. I got Jalen Richard circled I on like the paper it, in front like of me. Jalen yes. Marshawn Lynch is nothing here right now. This is he. He looks old. He can't run. They can't move. Jalen Richard gives you much more. Jalen Richard, and I don't even think it's close. Uh, Ravens are. Fifth worst against fantasy tight ends. Does that mean you're starting Jared Cook? You are. Jared Cook, you are starting. He has potential to be the number one receiving option there, too. Chiefs, Texans. This is a good one. Chiefs are now 4-0, and they go to meet the Deshaun Watson-led Houston Texans, and there's a lot of fantasy implications out of this game right here. So I'm going to start right off the bat with the quarterbacks. Who finishes higher, Alex Smith or Deshaun Watson? Oh, that is a tough one, man. It's Kansas City by one. Houston has a tough defense. I think they're both going to underachieve in this game, Scott. I'll go with the veteran Alex Smith. It's close. I have to say something right now. I don't get the Deshaun Watson explosion. Like, what? what is the deal? People are running to the waiver wire in Dynasty Leagues, maybe. Scott, what, I, what do I get? He, he had 30 points against the Patriots. I get it. And he had a big explosion against the Titans at home. Congratulations. If Jay Cutler drops four, t- four touchdowns, are we sure Deshaun Watson's this good? I mean, RG3 looked really good, too. I, like, what is the deal with Deshaun Watson? It was I, two I games. Think- I think you have to look at it from this perspective. Drew Brees is on a bye. Matt Ryan's on a bye. Marcus Mariota got hurt. Derek Carr got hurt. Joe Flacco's been terrible. So when you look at these quarterbacks, you know, after what he did last week, he, I mean, where else are you going? I mean, are you, are you starting Brian Hoyer? No. I mean, so where where are you going on this waiver wire? I mean, the other option is probably Jared Goff. But listen, he's home. But that's a tough game against Seattle. So when you look at these options as the first bye week hits – I think Deshaun Watson, you know, made the most sense when you look at it from a waiver wire perspective on who could be a streaming replacement with all these other question marks. I guess, man, but it is Kansas City. They're the last undefeated team, and people are dropping like 50% of their fab money on it. I mean, take it easy, folks. Jeez. I mean, we're making it seem like this is Peyton Manning. Come on. No, but he's that dual threat. But you know what? Listen, that's a, it, 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 I think that's really what it comes down to is there's running out of options on the waiver wire. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 120, a touchdown, and how many receptions? Is that... Uh, five, six receptions you're looking at, or does he slow down a little bit? Five sounds so good. 
five five works for me. Lamar Miller, does he have another bounce back game like he did last week against um, the Titans, or is it the Lamar, Lamar Miller we know and love? Uh, the Chiefs are fourth best against opposing fantasy running backs. I liked Lamar Miller a lot in DFS last week. I can't go back to Lamar Miller well this week, Scott. He's an RB two if you have him. Tyreek Hill versus DeAndre Hopkins. Who wins? Oh, DeAndre Hopkins won't even be close. Is there a second option on the Kansas City receiving team that you're looking at at all this week? No, best option I like is Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller is going to be the second best receiver in this game. Speaking of sneaky waiver claims, he's been a monster waiver claim this week. Will Fuller, Travis Kelsey, another big game or, you know, back to two catches, 10 yards? Uh, you know, gosh, I, I love to say, Scott, that he's going to get going again. The Texans have a good defense at home. They're strong. They have struggled a little bit against opposing fantasy tight ends. I mean, if you look at the games that they had against tight ends, Jacksonville, but they don't really have one unless he plays in London. Cincinnati, they didn't have one either, only 42 yards. New England lit him up. There's Gronkowski. Tennessee went three for 51. They're at home against Kelsey. I don't know, Scott, you want to say 70 yards, 60 yards, somewhere in there? Does he score? No, he does not. Fourth quarter. All right, Scott, so you smoked me in the picks last week, a dominant one and three performance, and I had the worst loss in the history of Vegas with Justin Houston running that in. But either way, it was a good week. Uh, one and three, oh and four, what's the difference? But you are ahead of me now by one game. Terrible loss for me, but you get to pick first this week. Well, luckily I get to pick first because I'm picking your survivor team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got them laying eight at home. We just talked about it a little while ago. I think this is the breakout game for them. I respect what Jacksonville's done. The defense is solid, but... Steelers are at home. It's only their second home game of the year. I will take the Steelers minus eight to put up a crooked number on Sunday. I'm going with my heart on this one, Scott. I don't Uh buy the Buffalo Bills winning back-to-back road games. I know everyone's down on Cincinnati, but let's not forget Vontez Perfect is back. That's a different defense when he's back. Tyrod Taylor has absolutely no wide receivers. The Bengals are fairly tough against the run. I don't see how the Bills score here. I like Bill Lazor's offense. I like A.J. Green. It's only three. Cincinnati at home, minus three over the Bills. Next up for me is another home favorite, the Lions. I got that minus two and a half against the Carolina Panthers. I think this line would have been bigger if Carolina didn't go into New England and beat up on that Patriot defense. The Lion defense is much better. Carolina gets another road game here. I like the Lions two and a half. I think it's a big day for Matthew Stafford, a big day for Golden Tate. And I told you, I think Abdullah scores. So give me the Lions minus two and a half at home against Carolina. I almost picked this in Survivor. The Giants are going to beat the Chargers, and they're going to beat them by more than three and a half. The Chargers come in West Coast, East Coast for a one o'clock game. I can't believe they're going to go to 0-5, but the Giants' defense should show up in this game. Eli should be able to do some damage. If Carson Wentz did on the road, Eli can do it at home. It's only three and a half. Giants minus three and a half. Next game for me is the big NFC West showdown. I got this line as a pick 'em. I'm taking in the Rams to take over this control of this division and beat the Seahawks at home. Just like what I've seen, the young head coaches got the team playing well. They're excited. They're fun to watch. Gurley's revived. I'm still not sold on the Seahawks offense being completely back yet. So for me, I'll take the Rams in what I have as a pick at home against Seattle. Give me Jay Cutler. Give me three points. They're going to win it outright. No Mariota. Dolphins plus three, Scott, against the Titans. Pick number four for me is I will take them getting points on the road, and that's the Green Bay Packers plus two and a half at Dallas. I just don't think Dallas is that good. I mean, they're a good team, but I just I think that NFC East is a little bit overrated with the Giants at 0-4, the Redskins and the Eagles and the Cowboys so forth. 
if you're going to give me points with Aaron Rodgers, he put up, what, 50 last year in this building in the playoffs. Even if Devontae Adams is out, he has enough weapons to where he can make Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones factors. And I told you that Randall Cobb is a big game. So the Packers plus two and a half for me as my fourth pick. And I don't like Carson Palmer coming West Coast to the East Coast. I like the Eagles at home. They have a very good defense. I think Fletcher Cox is back. Six and a half, no problem. Double-digit win for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, and then uh, quickly some DFS plays. Listen, you know, I'm not going out on the limb here. It's a couple expensive plays, but I love Aaron Rodgers at 8,100. I just told you that in Dallas, expect a big game from him. I also like Ben Roethlisberger in Jackson at home against Jacksonville. Uh, to have a big to have a big game where his 6400 salary is worth playing if you don't want to pay the 8100 for Aaron Rodgers. My running back plays both value plays both under 5000 in salary. Andre Ellington, I've been on him. He's at 4600. Again, I think on the road in Philadelphia, he'll be on the field when that matters most, so he'll get his PPR points. And I like Duke Johnson this week. Was luck what he saw last week. He's 4900. So if you're looking to pay high money elsewhere, I think you get some good value at the running back position. Wide receivers, I told you I love Randall Cobb, so I'll stack him with. With Aaron Rodgers at 6700 and Golden Tate, love him as well this week, 6300 So, I mean, they're not the highest price receivers, but they're not low. But if you take value plays at the wide, uh, the running back position and the tight end position, you can come up with these with these higher price plays at the quarterback and wide receiver position. You know, my, my guess on the Charger tight end this week is Hunter Henry. I know you like Gates, I like Henry, so I'm going to roll with Henry at 3800 The Giants will give up a tight end. It's Severian Jenkins is a big play. And then the defenses, you know, listen, you like Jay Cutler to win the game. I like the Dolphin defense in this game because, look, it's Matt Castle, the Dolphins' first home game. They offer some value at 2700 And then they give me the Raven defense to eat up EJ Manuel because, you know, the wide receivers can't aren't healthy. Cooper's dropping the ball. Marshawn Lynch can't run. So, to me, that looks like a good sneaky road play, the Baltimore Ravens at 2900 for your DraftKings lineups this week. There is your week five picking up the blitz and efficient picking up the blitz tonight, folks. If you like what you hear, please go to iTunes, give us a five star rating and a comment. Search for P I C K I N apostrophe picking up the blitz fantasy football podcast. Please follow us also at on Twitter at P U T Blitz, myself at Randall Rant, R A N D L E Rant, and Scott at S C O T 557. And you can go to the website, RandallRant.com. We'll have my rankings up there, we'll have Scott's DFS stuff as well as our picks. Yep, and don't forget, Sunday mornings up till game time, right around 11 o'clock Eastern. You can hit us up with some questions. Hit start. We're there to answer for you as the Tampa Bay Bucks just sacked Tom Brady, forced a sack fumble here late in the third. Patriots 16, Bucks 7, and that offensive explosion we were all expecting. Thanks for nothing, Dwayne Allen. I appreciate it. Folks, we'll see you.